What up, Bucks fans? We are back. It's Real Bucks Talk. I am your host, Michael Plus. Join as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. It's game week, guys. It's game week. We finally are here. It's awesome. To you. There it is. There it is. Yeah, it's finally week one of the NFL season. I can't wait for just all the games this weekend, but obviously the special game in our hearts is the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys on Sunday night football. That sounds so freaking good uh, to say it, but not only is it week one of the NFL season, let me not forget to tell you guys, Cobra Kai is back <laughs> on Friday. That is probably the biggest news besides the Buccaneers game. So I can't wait, but Mark, how are you feeling? I know you're ready for this season. Yeah, I, I put the woo out there. Ken Smith put the woo out there too. And I just got to add to it too. I mean, you just said it yourself. Let me bring this in. Yeah. Bam. There it is. Cobra Kai is back this weekend. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I agree with the sentiment. But yeah, it's Buccaneers. Football is back. That's what I'm most excited about. I'm hyped. I'm I'm ready to see some actual aggressive physical play where they matter. And I get to see Julio Jones on a field with Tom Brady. It's going to be awesome. I mean, not to mention our whole supporting cast and everything, but let's see what an offseason of pissed off anger, getting better, and wanting to get back to that prize looks like. And if they put it all together, it should look good. I don't care where the hell it's at. This team is loaded, and I'm ready for a long, hell of a good ride. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I completely agree. I think you you look at it, the the roster has been constructed very well by Jason Lighton and his staff, and the coaching staff is back. It's pretty much the same coaching staff as it was last year, uh, and you have everything in place. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to, to see how they utilize it. I think you're going to see – minor tweaks on offense and defense as well just given the the personnel that is on the team uh so yeah it should be a lot of fun and yeah i can't wait uh definitely a great test to start the season uh in dallas against the cowboys and yeah it should be great yeah tampa bay let's get it going yeah all you guys in the chat i love it i mean you got a tampa bay chat like chant going on on in the in the comments that's awesome uh, okay, so let's actually talk about this. This is one of the biggest news that came out. X underscore 1K said it. Dean named number two. Bud Cannabis was a little surprised about that and shocked on that one. I mean, let's talk on it. So Jamel Dean, SMB, they were the two kind of going over that battle. And last year, SMB won it. He was the one that came out week one against the Cowboys. And then this year, Jamel Dean takes over. We'll talk about Gedeke next, but... Jamal Dean takes over at CB2. Are you surprised at all, Plus? Uh, no, not really. I mean, this was kind of expected for me. Um, you know, when you look back at the tape last year, I think you would agree with it. He was just the better player. I mean, obviously, he was out there more. Um, you know, he wasn't injured. Um, you know, he, he played a lot of snaps, and I thought he was, you know, just the better player. And, and in camp, he made more plays on, on the football. And, you know, they talked about how he's being more aggressive. He's understanding his concepts better, understanding where to be with his eyes and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I think he's ready. Um, I think he's ready to be um, that guy consistently on the outside. And you can't really play him inside. He's he's a traditional, you know, Corey Hall says it here, um, field corner. That's what he is. So, you know, he's going to play on the outside and, and do his thing, let Carlton Davis, you know, take away the one side and then Dean can do whether it's zone or he can press man you, uh, he can do, you know, what they need. Yeah. I remember them, his rookie season, trying to play him inside. It didn't look pretty. Uh, first no. game in Seattle, DK Metcalf just lit him up. I uh, came back against the Cardinals with a ceiling interception, but still like he's better on the outside, but it's also telling we, since you guys are here in the live stream, you get the firsthand immediate, responses from us we already put some videos out they're coming out later in the week but you're here you get to, you get the good stuff uh dean i mean you have the head coach talking good on him you got his own teammates devin white talking huge about him saying how he used to be a guy that just would be around the ball he never would go after the ball now he's attacking it going up against julio mike evans going after these big name wide receivers and taking them on one-on-one -on -one and going for a ball that's huge and then also defensive coaches singling him out saying he's getting the head aspect of the game knowing okay if they're, we're bunching here what am i what's my assignment 
who, how do I have to communicate to kind of give this off? I'm going to send this guy off to you. I'm taking this guy. The communication aspect of it, year four, hell yeah. And it's a contract year. Yeah, you, you better be on your game and looking for your next contract. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and, you know, Ken Smith obviously agrees with the uh, the super chat. Much appreciated. Week one hype. Yeah, we're all ready. So, again, we appreciate all the support. Also, guys, uh, this is a subscribers only live stream. So if you guys want to participate, be sure to hit that subscribe button and you can leave us, you know, comments or questions, whatever you want to do. So everyone that's in here, we appreciate you being a subscriber uh, it's awesome, awesome to have you guys along with the, along with us for this uh, this season coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. But back to Jamel Dean, yeah, I mean he he's just ready for this. Doesn't mean Sean Murphy Bunting isn't going to play. He's going to see his snaps, and you know both of them are going to be on the field. Probably Sean's going to play a little bit more inside, as you see there, and they'll rotate with him and uh, you know Logan Ryan and Antoine Winfield Jr. as well. And that's something they were running a lot in camp. Everyone got scared. Antoine Winfield Jr.'s always playing nickel corner. What the hell is this? They're taking him away. That's not going to be an every down thing. I mean, he's a better all-around safety. He can do anything. The way he blitzes, that's probably why they just want him there, closer to the line to get after it in the in the pass rush game. So SMB, let him be who he is. Let's hopefully just stay healthy. This guy just gets hurt almost every damn year, and it lingers throughout the year. And it's worse for your team defense, not just for him individually. So I just want to see him healthy, put it that way. Uh, but Jamel Dean, congrats, Jamel. And also the other kind of, you said it since the day we drafted the damn guy, who was going to win the left guard position. And guess what? We found out who won it. And it was Luke Gedeke officially steps in as a starter at left guard. So plus, since you're the one that called it, you, you kind of talk on it first. Well, I mean, it, it just made sense. I mean, he was you know, a highly touted draft pick in the second round. They traded up for him for a reason. They they felt like he could come in and, and be a starter, you know, right away. Um, obviously, losing Ali Marpet to retirement kind of forced their hand to, you know, draft a guard early. Um, and they felt, you know, Luke had that potential. Um, once he learned the position and continued to develop and understand the scheme and the playbook, what he needs to do every play, they feel like he can be the guy. And yes, he has had his ups and downs so far this preseason, but I think as time goes on, he understands his exact role as far as just having that game plan in place and understanding who he's going up against every single snap. I think that's going to help him out tremendously to make sure his fundamentals and his technique is in much more sound position uh, so he can be more consistent on the field week to week you know, going forward. And also, I mean, it's not like Ali Marpet. I'm not going to compare him to Ali Marpet. It's kind of hard to do. It's not like he came out immediately and was a Pro Bowl player, right? And some people kind of can't remember back that far. Get a key, let him learn the position, let him adjust to the speed of the game. Yeah. Oh, not when you have Tom Brady. Well, everyone's going to have something, okay? Yeah. The thing is, the biggest thing, he's not an open door. It's not just everyone's getting past him. Yes, he had a couple flags, but did you see him consistently getting beat? Or is he consistently blocking and doing his assignment and getting after it in the running game? He was doing a lot of good things. Yes, there were some bad, but no one's 100% in life, in football, in anything. So you can't get mad at that. If this is the just the beginning, he's only going to get better. I'll take that, especially with reps. And guys, Tom Brady knows play. He knows how to move, slide in the pocket. He can feel things. The ball's not going to be held for 10 seconds. I'm not that terrified about it, but I can mm-hmm. see the concern. Uh, and then also I wanted to talk. It's also huge that Nick Leverett is actually the backup because this dude can play anywhere. He's your backup center. He's a backup left guard, backup right guard. Brandon Walton made the team, but just talk about how vital Nick Le- Leverett is. Yeah, Leverett, again, he's going to be you know, your main interior backup, and he can play tackle if needed in a pinch, but yeah, he's going to be the main um you know, center slash guard uh, backup for, you know, the interior positions. And that's huge because now it allows, you know, Josh Wells to to focus at tackle. And then you have Fred Johnson as well to be your tackle backups. Um, Brandon Walton again. So one of those guys will probably not dress. Um, they'll have probably, you know, seven to eight guys on game day active and we'll see who they decide to sit. But 
it's yeah, I mean, it's a much better position. I think Leverett fits that role as the back, the top backup, and it makes it better for your offense line going forward. Yeah, and also, guys, thanks for always being in the chat. I mean, Joe, Joel Elrinkin, your Hicks breakdown was great. Yes, thank you. And we're going to try and keep pushing content like that so y'all can see and understand how we're seeing the game. And always add your comments. Like, we're always going to look into it a little bit deeper. It's not just what we say is gold. I mean, if you guys have something to comment on it or something we need to look in deeper, we'll do it. And that's the fun part about this. It's just not us saying our word is true. It's a communication, a breakdown together. And it's actually cool. And I love the environment of all you Buck fans in, involved in this. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Be sure to hit that that like button. Uh, if you guys are in here, do that. Uh, help support the channel. But yeah, we got a lot of content out. So if you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out. Um, and we got more to come. We got a lot of videos on the way, uh, especially breaking down this matchup against the Cowboys. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Action Jackson, I'm not sure why we switch again. It's just the uh, it's part of the uh, stream yard, I think. Um, you know, sometimes I'm on the left, sometimes I'm on the right. Oh. You know, it doesn't. Um, you just have to be on your toes. That's what real Bucks talk brings here. So you just got to be ready for it. I think we can be told we're a little different though. I'm going to say that. I think we can tell who's who. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just a little bit different. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. A lot of great questions in here. Um, I think we already mentioned this. Who's behind Hainsey. Yeah. That's going to be uh, Nick Leverett. So we talked about him. He's really going to be the backup for if let's say get or Hainsey goes down or Shaq Mason for some reason, you know, gets hurt. You know, that's, that's going to be your top guy. Yeah, so yeah, it doesn't show anyone there, but that's why we kind of mentioned Nick Leverett is so vital because he can play everywhere. That's why mm-hmm. I think it's another reason why he's not your left guard because they need him in that kind of position where you can be anywhere at any moment. You can't just put a guy into one position that, oh, we're going to need you at backup center. We're going to need you at backup left guard, left or right tackle, or whatever it is. They're going to have to have him move around, and he's probably going to be playing – more often than not. Right. Yeah. Great point here by X1K. Uh, uh, Marpet was a second round of Cap- Kappa was a third round of give Luke time to progress. Yeah. I think that's what you have to do. And again, this team has played with rookies before. Todd Bowles is not scared to play rookies as we've seen, you know, obviously starting Antoine Winfield starting, um, you know, even Devin White, Devin White was a rookie and he, you know, started his again, top five pick. Obviously you're going to start, um, but he's not afraid to, you know, put rookies out there. We've seen rookies uh, get playing time and and definitely that's the case. But you look at the rest of the offense, it's a very veteran led group, obviously by the top man and Tom Brady. And even defensively is kind of the same. You don't have a lot. I don't think you have any rookies on defense. Yeah, no rookies on defense um, to start. You know, we all thought it was going to be Logan Hall to start and they went out and, and got it. You know, got Akeem Hicks. So, and I think that was the right move. Akeem. Right move. Yeah, Akeem. Yeah, make sure we get that right. Right. Um, funny behind the scenes, me and Mark are doing that Akeem Hicks film study, and we had to restart because Mark kept saying his name wrong. And I was like, we got to be better than this. We're almost to 5,000 subscribers. We got to be on the ball. Like these people, they don't subscribe for nothing. So, you know. Yeah. I'm running the the tight ship here on Mark, but we we got it we got it right we got. I'm it about right. to get the audio clip from uh, coming to America, Akeem. Akeem. <laughs> I, it's gonna happen based on me messing these things up left and right. I'm talking too fast to understand what the hell I'm saying. Right. That's right. What, that's what it is. We all get excited. Oh hell yeah! The Bucks they're about to start right now. That's why I got too excited. I'm, that's my my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, let's talk one more point about the Buccaneers news. And then we'll jump into our actual matchup against the Cowboys. Let's bring it up on the screen. Your 2022 captains, Tom Brady, who would have known it? Mike Evans, Levante David, Devin White, and a newcomer, the biggest man on the team, number one in your hearts, Vita Vea. So, plus, what do you like about these team captains and Vita Vea showing face for the first time? That is one beautiful picture. I, right. I think that is, yeah, very well done by the, the team website. Uh, great job. But, yeah, those are you know, expected Tom Brady, obviously going to be a captain. He's the, you know, the old man in the room, but obviously he's, he's just the great, the great one, right? Mike Evans, well-deserved Levante and Devin white, well-deserved. And then Vita. Yeah. I think Vita, 
you know, continues to progress year in, year in, year out. And he got that big contract this off season. So for him to, to be a captain, I think that makes a ton of sense. And yeah, I mean, they need him to be a, a stud up front. I mean, he's the key to everything, right? We always talked about that. He holds the keys to the defense. He sets up everything is, is off of him. So makes a huge difference. Uh, humongous. I mean, and I think it's huge that they're talking that he's number one in the actual film room, like telling people what, what's, what's up. You don't hear anything of him in press conferences. Yeah. Probably the worst interview there is. It's just like two words and that's it. But if he's sitting there with his teammates telling you, this is where I need you to be. This is where I'm going to be helping out Akeem Hicks. <laughs> Akeem. Okay. And I got it. I had to get my practice in plus, yeah. but I mean, he's helping everyone out. That's why he's worthy of being uh, a C on his Jersey. That's like funny. He just needs three C's for his <laughs> <laughs> probably, but Hey, he, he did lose weight. He did. Yeah. Uh, he, he shed some pounds and obviously he's in great shape. So I, I think he wants to play more snaps, especially on, on third down and get more sack opportunities, which that'll be awesome to see him, um, you know, climb up that, that sack board and, and cause more big time plays, whether it's turnovers or just getting in the backfield more often. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with that, let's go against our opponent. Who, who are we going to be talking about and, probably in depth. Hopefully that you'll get it. You're going to get value out of all this. And we've put out some videos already yesterday and today, but we'll break it down for you guys. And you guys ask whatever questions you want and let's break it down together. So we're going to be looking at Dallas Cowboys who were 12 and five last year, first in NFC East division McCarthy's second year. And I mean, they had a hell of a, a good year in offense. Look at this. Number one, first of 32 points forced. Yeah. Crazy offense to stop. But we break it down a little bit more. It was the first year under Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. Yeah, numbers galore. That first game against us, they slaughtered us all over the place. 391 yards passing, three touchdowns, one INT, one sack. So Dak's first game back after a long layoff and just blows up. (laughs) So let's talk on their actual roster and how they're looking. Dak's kind of got a lot of injuries and his weapons here, but – Overall, plus this offense, where does it scare you the most, and what should be what should we be worried about? Well, I mean, obviously, you mentioned it. It starts with Dak Prescott. You know, he is the the heart of that offense, and uh, a lot of expectations, high expectations for their for their team over the last couple of years, and that's expected because they have so many eyeballs on their team. You know, with Jerry Jones and the the media and the press, and you know, being America's team, right? So. Coming off a 12 and five season, obviously disappointing to lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Uh, And, you know, Mike McCarthy has kind of the hot seat on him as well. You don't know, you know, if he's going to, yeah, you don't know if he's going to be back for after this season, depending on how they do. And there's rumors of Sean Payton, you know, wanting that job. So yeah, the pressure is definitely on, but offensively CD lamb is, you know, is the big weapon on the outside. Uh, but really the offensive line, that's going to be the big question mark. It's kind of, you know, just like our offensive line, people are concerned about it. Dallas offensive line, I think is in much more trouble uh, because they just lost their left tackle and Tyron Smith. And now you're expecting a rookie to start there at left tackle with a high ankle sprain he's dealing with as well. Like he's not a hundred percent and, that's tough. And now you ask him to go against Shaq Barrett and, and JTS and others. And yeah, so that's a tall order. Connor McGovern is the new, the new left guard. Yeah. Prime meet for Shaq. Absolutely. Um, you know, Tyler uh, Bedaz, I, I don't know if that's how you say it, but again, he's another good uh, center. Zach Martin's obviously an all pro. And then Terrence Steele, another new rights another new starter. So that's three new starters uh, for their O-line. Um, it's going to be it's going to be tough for them. I mean, that's going to be the adjustment. If they can block for Dak, obviously they still have a very good team. Yeah, and like in the videos we we did, we yeah. kind of break it down for you. Look at their last year starters. Tyron Smith, easily one of the best left tackles, if not the best left tackle in the game. Now he's gone. You got a rookie taking over in that position because they signed Jason Peters. Yes, it's true, but he's not in game shape. 
uh, he's he was playing guard and tackle. He's kind of switching between, and now he's going to be playing left tackle for the Cowboys. Probably not going to play. And then, like you just said, you got a rookie playing at left tackle, and he's got a high ankle sprain to go with it, and he's going to mm. play against Shaq. Yeah. Good luck. Good, good test. <laughs> let's see how it goes. Um, let's see how it works out for them, right? Um, mm. But and then not only that, like that's why it's so huge. We all you hear is the crap about how. Tom Brady's toast. He's done. He's not going to have offensive line. Look at the even our first opponent. I mean, how many returning starters are you getting? You only got what two? Terrence yeah. Steele is new. Connor McGovern new. Right. And play, the 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 playmakers as well. Again, no Amari Cooper. Um, so really, it's just C.D. Lamb, and then you're relying on unproven guys on the outside and Jalen Tolbert and some of their other guys that are you know, the depth pieces, no more Cedric Wilson, you know, obviously Zeke Elliott's still a solid running back. And then you have Tony Pollard, but you know, they'll attempt to run the football against the bucks. But again, that's, I mean, that's hard to do. We, we know that this defense is just designed to stop the run and they're going to take away that run game first and foremost, um, and, and try to get after Dak. The, the main thing that I would say we need to watch is Dak Prescott, scrambling outside the pocket so we have to make sure we contain him keep him inside there and, and try to get him to throw the ball sooner than he wants to and, and they'll try to use the short passing game as a extension of their run game you know that'll be a, a big game plan they did that last year against us that's why you know Dak had so many passing attempts I think he had like 58 passing attempts um, he ended up getting 400 yards but again he was just doing those eight to 10 yard pass plays where they were just going up and down the field. So we'll see if the bucks adjust to play a little bit more aggressive and, and try to, you know, create turnovers. That's what it's going to come down to. And that's what last year came down to was turnovers. So who can play smarter, um, who can play more effective uh, is going to be on top of this one. Yeah, that is big though. I mean, less than seven yards, almost seven yards, a uh, pass attempt, but completion percentage was insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I felt like every time he passed it, it was either on target close to it, or it was just so easy. And there, there was people running wide open, but and in one sense, they didn't give up the big, big play. If you're going to call the touchdown, the SMB got hurt. That was a big play. But mm. other than that one, there wasn't really, that I can really remember there were that huge. It was just consistently converting, converting, converting. We just couldn't get off the damn field. Uh, but yeah, to me though, like we we're just saying, look at our new additions with their offensive line that's banged up, Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, I wouldn't even mention them. We're mentioning the edge rushers because of Tyler Smith in there and Ter- Terrence Steele. Yeah, I know they got good interior got linemen here. Put them to the test. I mean, the thing is, these guys can't go one-on-one with Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks. So give me that. Give me a double there. And like our coaches are saying, open it up for the fast linebackers behind them. We did a video on Hicks showing what his ability is. He's going to get doubled. David White behind him. Go eat. Imagine how creative you can be sending these guys in. I mean, it to me, the, this could honestly be everyone's scared about our offensive line. The Cowboys' offensive line crumbles because our front seven is that damn good this year, and they know where they need to be. Yeah. No, you're you're right on it. I was just reading some of the, the comments here. Uh, yeah, Corey – Corey Hall says we need to play man, double A gap blitz. Oh, please. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. You know, obviously they're going to try to do that. We saw it uh, against the Indianapolis Colts with Levante David getting that sack uh, where he comes in behind Akeem Hicks and, and Vita Vea. So definitely will, you'll definitely see some of that for sure. Um, and hopefully they can be aggressive early on and, and create some plays uh, to get the ball back to their offense. Um, Flash Gordon has been talking about you know, Dallas pretty good here. Um, guy I worry about on Dallas is their offense coordinator last year. He was throwing every wrinkle in the playbook at us. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were doing some different things and, you know, definitely being smart in how they attacked. Uh, they were obviously uh, taking advantage of Ross Cockrell and others, you know, using the, the short throws out, you know, to the outside areas of the field. Um, so yeah, definitely something to watch, see how we, you know, counteract that. And I, I think they, they definitely will be ready for it. But it was also like Devin White kind of said it today saying, we know what they brought last year. They knew that they thought they were going to run 
their ball run the ball more consistently, but they didn't. They stuck to the short passing game, like you said. Yep. And this is something they can take over from last year to this year. That was the first year under Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator. They didn't know what to fully expect. They knew they had a great running back and they liked to run the ball, but the little dink and dunk is what happened. And we got eaten up from it. But yeah, they're going to learn from last year. We got better on defense this year, a lot smarter, a lot more aware. And plus, it's bringing up a lot of things. I'm kind of getting lost. No, I was just, I was just showing the comments again. This is just showing what you know people are talking about. Um, yeah, just, just showing some different things. But yeah, I mean, you're on it. I, I think the defense is, you know, definitely going to make that adjustment where they want to, you know, play a little bit more aggressive and, um, you know, and try to do that. But yeah, definitely hit the like button, guys. We got fi- over 50 people in here. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, just really going over uh, the matchup so far. We talked a little bit of Buccaneers news about Jamel Dean starting, Luke Gittike starting. Obviously, the, the team captains were named. And I wanted to, someone brought this up. Um, just wanted to touch on it. Here it is by QA Mick or Mike. QA Mike. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, does captain election say the front seven is the heart of this defense? I would say yes. I mean, you look at it you know, two linebackers as your captains and then Vita V in the middle, it is definitely, you know, it makes the defense go because the scheme is designed to play those five, six man fronts where it helps you stop the run. You know, obviously you're going to stop the run first and then it allows your team to be aggressive because you know, the other team's going to be throwing the football and, and that helps you do what create turnovers. And, and that's the name of the game. And like you said, we're likely going to stop the run because of the front seven. Mm. So this comment over here, if Noah Brown goes for a hundred plus, I might flip out. I mean, <laughs> I can, I understand the hostility about that, but the thing is I'm assuming that they're going to only have to throw the ball because they're not going to be able to throw, run it. Correct. So there's going to have to be some yards somewhere. The ball's going to move. It's not like we can shut down everything. It's not like, Akeem Hicks can run 30 yards back and cover something else back there. But mm. I mean, if you if you can't run the ball, you're going to pass the ball. Bucks did that a lot last year too. I mean, putting it in Brady's hands, but I mean, if he's the, the guy that benefits because Gallup isn't playing, I don't know if it's official yet. Is he officially not going to play? They just said he's not ready. Is he out already? Well, we don't know for sure. Um, you know, we'll find out, you know, once Wednesday sure. comes and, you know, injury uh, reports uh, get out there. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to wait and see most likely. I don't think he's going to be ready. They did activate him. So maybe there's a chance, you know, we'll just have to see, you know, if he's out there again, what at, you know, at what capacity it's going to be kind of the same thing with, with Chris Godwin for the Buccaneers, you know, is he going to be, you know, full go or do you, we expect him to be on a snap count, probably some type of snap count. I would assume, you know, certain packages, you know, just have to wait and see. He did practice today without a uh a knee brace which yeah. is great that's a good sign yeah can't wait to to see how he looks if he if he is out there yeah he's the only big one in question i know yeah practicing without a brace on but he hasn't really seen game action he didn't mm-hmm. see any preseason game action i don't think they need to rush him at all and i wouldn't if you have russell gage healthy leo jones mike evans you have all your tight ends to use i wouldn't rush anything especially if darden is looking as good as he is in preseason and the coaches are talking well about him i wouldn't rush chris godwin let him do his thing and make sure when he comes back he's going to stay for the rest of the season yeah uh great point here by i want to get to this uh by adam adam stevens first time i'm looking forward to this defense as opposed to the offense since probably 2003 no defense ever had it has had anything close to hicks and via in the ground, David White running around. That, that rhymes. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I think we talked about in the last live stream. I think this defense has a chance to be top five uh, in the league this year if they can stay healthy and that depth continues to grow and get experience, especially with Logan Hall and the and the coaches talked about Logan Hall today of how they are designing one on one matchups for him to take advantage and. And we talked about it earlier today, me and you, Mark, about how Akeem Hicks is just faster. He can get up the field quicker and, oh, yeah. and, and make, out, out plus. <laughs> make make plays. So, 
yeah, it should be should be a lot of fun to to see how they they roll with it. Yeah. So what Plus is talking about, the coaches said we're more athletic this year. The talents on the team is just it's just deeper, the deeper talented team, a lot more athletic and faster team. And my thinking was the last play of the game that we could all remember. Sue just missing a sack on Stafford, a deep pass to Cooper Cooper Cup of all people, yeah. and there goes the game, end of our season. Sue almost gets in on that sack. If if that's Hicks, it's a half second faster, not even half second, a blink faster. Mm-hmm. That's a sack or it's an incompletion, and Bucks probably go on to win that game. It, that matters. That. The speed, the talent, the quickness, that matters a lot. Sue is a great player. He's a really good player, especially for this scheme. But if you can get a lot more quick twitch like you did with Hicks, it's a whole other ball game. I mean, those little seconds matter. Minuscule, but they matter in the game like that because he got nailed on that pass and still completed it. If he actually couldn't get the pass out, Bucks win that game, and I'm convinced of that. So yeah, I'm angry, but I'm, I'm happy in that sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was texting Mark earlier. I was like, you just had to bring that play up. I just got over it. And now, you know, having PTSD over here. But again, it's it's all good. Um, uh, you know, and, and a lot of the you know people in the chat are talking about Chris Godwin. You know, agree, don't rush him. Uh, agree with what you said, Mark. Um, wouldn't play Godwin until after the Saints game. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, a lot of people just agreeing with you. Uh, so... Yeah, I I think they take a, a a smart approach with it. I wouldn't rush him either. Again, he's just got to get that first hit out of the way. If he gets hit, gets up, then he'll be good to go and, and ready to play. Um, one more talking point on the defense: mm-hmm. just how to attack them. If you look at it, I mean, CD Lamb's the only one to be concerned about. Truly, you know, CB one's going to be on there. Colton Davis. Who else is going to be the other guy? Will Dean step up and shut them down? I'm not going to say anything's going to be shut down. Dalton Schultz is going to be a target where if they keep blanketing him with a safety over the top, they're going to have to find a way to move the ball because they're not going to be able to run it. I'm just being flat out. I mean, yeah, Yeah. they may do some screens and stuff, but I'd be worried about Dalton Schultz and Ezekiel Elliott. I know Devin White's been talking really good that he wants to do better against shutting down the tight end, but that's talk. I want to see it be done. Let's see. Does he take his game up to that level and this defense look insane? Like we've been talking about it all season, all off season, how this defense could be the one carrying the offense early on just to let that offensive line get to where it needs to be mm-hmm. and where we can just run the ball. Don't force it to be in Tom Brady's hand the entire time. So I think defensively, this is a good matchup for us. I mean, we can literally do some things. If you shut down CD Lamb, make them one dimensional on the other side of the field, good luck. I mean, Dak's going to have a long night. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I think, you know, just doing your job, playing smart with your assignments. That's been the big thing for this defense, being more consistent in the right places, you know, as far as the secondary, understanding what their job is. And now you bring in guys like Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal uh, to assist with that. I I think that's going to be so critical. And and now you get Mike Edwards on the field more as an everyday starter and his ability to make plays on the football. That, that should be a lot of fun. And then, you know, we already talked about Carlton Davis and now Jamel Dean playing more every snap and then mixed in with Sean Murphy and Antoine Winfield in the, in the slot. Yeah, it should be good. You should be able to match up more. But, yeah, the linebacker coverage, I, I think that will be okay. And I think it's more of these guys won't be asked to do as much as they were trying to do last year. Also, they're healthy. Levante being healthy, that's a big thing his ability to just make more plays behind the line of scrimmage. I, I think that's what you're going to see from those two and really let them play downhill and play their game. Don't try to make them what they, what they aren't, you know? Yeah. I mean, realistically our, our only weakness in the defense is just the flats, like yeah. like linebackers covering that outside linebackers having to cover that little area. And that's what they attacked all in that first game. I mean, the saints did it year after year. Um, the Bears did it the year where we won the Super Bowl, and I was like, that's literally flat out it. If you can guys get guys to cover that little flat area in between deep and short and short, it's like in the middle gap, yeah, things can be better. But I mean, you're asking Anthony Nelson, it was back then Carl Nassib, or not Carl Nassib, uh, Shaq Barrett. I mean, you're asking them to cover space. That's part of the defense, it's part of what they have to do. So 
Will it be improved? Better be because all these guys know the system already. So that's why I'm not too terribly terrified. But the middle linebackers in the middle covering tight ends, that's for an area where I've always been concerned with with this defense. Yeah. Uh new I think we got someone new in here. Bro Broski thirteen hundred. Good to see you. Um do you do you guys think SMB will play a lot less now? Uh it, it remains to be seen. Again, we kind of touched on it in the beginning. Um, I, I still feel he's going to get his fair share of snaps out there. I think Mark would agree he's going to play, you know, mainly in the nickel spot like he has done in the past. He'll play some outside depending on matchups and, and what they want to do defensively. Um, so, yeah, he'll he'll still play, um, you know, quite often. I don't think it's going to be huge reduction. Obviously, he won't be out there when the game starts. You know, Jamel Dean's going to be your starter in base. It really just depends on the matchups and how the offense plays against us. I think that's how you'll see it go. Yeah. So also I want to touch on this because this blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> find it. Uh, the Peter King projection of, because everyone's talking about it in the chat, how he's picking, here we go. They have media, media support. Peter King thinks they're winning the division. I think he's talking about the saints winning the division. I don't think right. maybe right. he's talking about the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. State, I'll say this. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but. I'll say this. Uh, we'll we'll make our record prediction at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, uh, we'll do that real quick because 2020 we did we did that and they won the Super Bowl last year. We did not, so we kind of blew it. So we're gonna bring that back and make a prediction. <laughs> yeah, make a prediction this year. So let me just highlight this and just get it out of the way. Peter King thinks the Bucks are gonna finish ten and seven. They put Jameis on this picture. Old <laughs> Joe Bucks fan, of course. Buck Kings put them as a low run wild card team at 10 and seven and losing in the first, first round. Ouch. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to talk anymore on that. Let's get back. <laughs> Cowboys breakdown. I can't believe that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That, as you say, a uh, cold sore right there. That, right. Ouch. right. But go talk about the defense, the Cowboys defense and mm -hmm. how, Tom Brady and this Buccaneers offense should attack. Well, I, obviously we got to, you know, target Micah Parsons everywhere. Like wherever he is, we got to make sure we have him accounted for. You know, obviously he's their big time playmaker. He he kind of carries that defense as he goes, they go. Um, so obviously protection against him, whether it's Tristan Wirfs or Donovan Smith or, you know, making sure the inside is protected against him when he's coming around on, you know, stunts or some type of blitzing, you know, they're going to do that. They're going to try to attack, uh, get a key and Hainsey, uh, a lot on stunts. So just have to be prepared for that. Make sure our running backs are in there to help out, or maybe have a Keith come in and, you know, help out to support their, uh, K dot and et cetera. So he, he's the first one to watch. Um, and then after that, it's really just being smart, you know, how you want to attack them. I, I think personally, we are going to, I think you'll see a lot of spread formation and, and run the football out of spread um, and really attack their linebackers in the run game. Uh, I think that's where we can get them and get Leonard Fournette going, get Rashad White going, and then utilize the play action. And you can really beat them over the middle, or you can go, you know, in between their safeties and corners on, you know, posts or outside fade routes, you know, stuff like that, that Mike and Julio like to do. I, I would agree with you on that. I just don't think they're going to do that that often, like just yeah. to go spread as much as we should. Right. I just doubt they will. I think they're going to try and ease in. Like mm -hmm. they always have their little scripted thing. where like, Oh, let's do this. Yeah. And this you'll is see, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll see 12 personnel and, and yeah, I mean, and I'm fine with that. I think you could go heavy and you could, you could definitely still run the ball. Um, I just feel like attacking their edge guys in the run. I think that's definitely a smart thing to do. Get them going horizontally, East and West, get them moving a little bit, and then you can do, you know, some different things off of that. And I agree with it though. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. It's just, yeah, I just have seen a left which calls games. Is it going to be changed a little bit? Hopefully, we're going to find out real fast. But I mean, let's see if they do show that urgency to start running the ball a little bit more to enforce their will in the running game with their additions of Gedeke, who's a better run blocker. Uh, Check, that's a better run blocker. Mm -hmm. For some worse than Donovan Smith, have always been good run blockers. So let's see. And 
Does our offensive line hold up? That's everyone's biggest question. But still, I agree with you, the four wide or just spread them out because Trevon Diggs, yeah, maybe a, a good numbers corner, but they were actually throwing at him in a high volume because he gives up yards as well. If it's Mike Evans one-on-one, who the hell is going to go against Julio Jones, Anthony Brown? Good luck. Uh, Russell Gage in the slot. Yeah. Who's going to cover him? I mean, so if you spread it out, it makes a whole lot of sense. I just want to see if they do do that. And then Cam Brady is more than a serviceable tight end for Tom Brady to find in the short to intermediate routes. Mm, yeah, definitely. And that's what I think you have to do against this defense because when you look at it, you you just have the matchups to really take advantage of their second, third, fourth corners or or safeties that that even, you know, go after them and, and you know, attack their linebackers in coverage too, make their linebackers play pass defense. And that's where I think you could see a little bit mix of, you know, 12 personnel where you get those tight ends out there and you can utilize, you know, Cam Brate and and others against them and the running backs as well. I think the running backs are going to be a big thing in the passing game this year with Leonard and obviously Rashad White, then Gio Bernard, pretty much everyone that they have in the backfield uh, can make plays. So that is something to look for. And we'll just have to see. But yeah, the matchups that you can present, it, it favors us as far as offense versus their defense. It's just how do we attack them? Do we go about it smartly and, yep. and try to be effective? Uh, I think we will. Uh, I did like what I saw with the first team offense. Again, it's preseason, but I did like the no huddle. Obviously, we've seen that that has worked before, especially when we can hurry teams up and kind of dictate the pace a little bit. I, I think that is something to keep an eye out for, especially that first drive, because you want that good rhythm uh, to, to start. And that, that's what's huge that if you spread it out, running backs become so wide the hell open. Mm-hmm. And if you have Lenny Fournette, Rashad White, Gio Bernard, like you mentioned, all those guys just standing there, oh, I'm going to be a pass protection blocker. No, I'm going to go out, and you're going to get me a two-yard pass. I'm going to take for five more yards. And that, that's the way you can spread things out and run out of that same formation. We talk right. about that all the time, but mm. I don't know. I, I hold, hold off my reserve from saying it because so many times we just – kind of go conservative in times when we should just attack. And then the no risk and no biscuit thing gets blown out of proportion. People are like, Oh, we're not risking shit. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Cause we, at times we don't do anything. It's like, yeah, what, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see if things are a little bit different, but I, there's plenty of little areas of holes in this, this defense attack that I honestly think there is. I mean, you have age, you have no, no proven interior, like, pass rushers to me like Gallimore I was not high on coming out of college mm-hmm. this guy's got length he's, he's actually first time starting now but other than that there's no one that's truly scaring me besides Micah Parsons so like you said if you don't if you zone in on one guy he's on your left side yeah let's shade over to the right <laughs> yeah Tom Brady is going to do that and find out if am I doing a flood to the right because then I'm gonna have plenty of time but this is stuff where in the game they'll find mismatches and find ways to get the ball moving the chains. And I'm I'm more than confident that our offense can move the ball. Yeah, I agree with uh, Usman here. I think that's how you say the last name. If I pronounce it wrong, I'm sorry. But Julio Jones, I I think he'll have a a definitely an advantage. And you'll see that early on. If he's going up against their number two or number three corner, that presents problems. And (laughs) it's definitely where you can, you know, find ways to attack that consistently and you know tom's going to go where the open guy is so that just opens up a lot of things and once they start shading to someone else other than mike evans that presents a problem all all in itself alone and, and that's going to be big issue for for dallas's defense scary part is if this guy gets matched up with julio jones at one point yeah <laughs> oh it'll be funny or even Russell Gage in the slot. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Just good luck. It's going to be fun. Let's put it that way. It'll be fun. Yeah. It should be fun. Let's put it that way. Like it, if this unfinished business stuff is real, they're, all their heads are on the same wavelength. This is a very much an opportunity to show, okay, we're, we mean business. This is Sunday night football. Everyone's watching us. 
Mm. Let's prove it. He says the offense, I don't care about the offensive line. You can get the ball out fast. You can run the ball. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Just execute. That's our biggest thing. We just didn't execute. The ball was either out too early or someone dropped the ball. Let's see. Yeah, Julio Jones kept doing comebacks with Mike Evans on the side. Good night. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good night. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's going to be a, a very fun matchup. I think when we, you know, you take a look at both sides. Um, now, don't get us wrong. This is a very good team we're going up against. It's in their home stadium. So that adds another challenge. You have to deal with the crowd noise. You have to deal with a lot of things. Um, so that'll be something to look at. Uh, the Bucks have to be smart in making sure they avoid pre-snap penalties. Um, again, you have new offensive linemen in there, so you have to make sure that communication, the the silent snap counts, all that kind of stuff is in sync. Um, and, and Tom usually does a good job with that. So that's why I feel like early on you could see maybe a little bit more commitment to the run game. I just hope they do it in the right fashion uh, of what we talked about, where you spread them out get them in lighter boxes and and really try to take advantage of that interior defensive line. Like we mentioned, you know, Gallimore is a guy that likes to penetrate and get up field. Um, you know, Odiziga, Zigawua, I probably pronounced that correct, you know, completely wrong, but Osa, we'll just call him Osa. Yeah. You know, he's another guy that's long and, you know, tries to, you know, just really maintain his gaps, but really you, you got to find ways to, you know, attack their edges. And I, I think that's where we can find some success and really get into their linebackers and, and stuff like that. But here's where I defer. I agree with all those points. Mm -hmm. The only way I defer is because like we were mentioning earlier, our defense should be able to win us games. So why even force the, the hand? Just yeah. best thing for a quarterback is a running game, a great running game. Why not just run more? These guys are not big. I mean, you saw Osa over here, 6'2", 280. And then this guy, like you said, he's more of a penetrator. He's not 6'2", 302 huge. He's 6'2", 302, like penetrating three tech guy. Mm -hmm. gets, these guys aren't run stoppers. And if you want to kind of get your passing game going even more and more efficiently with play action fakes, which will drove us down the playoff line when we won the Super Bowl, why the hell not? Just keep, be more creative and effective running the ball. And then you get one-on-one -on -one matchups with Julio Mike Evans on the outside. That's what I think they should do, especially on the on the road. Control the clock more. Talk about how Todd Bowles was mentioning this. Cam Brate was mentioning this. That's what I want to see. But I do agree with your your wide sets. It would favor us, but I just think on the road that's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're on it. Uh, just hope. <laughs> yeah, run the damn ball. Um, yeah, I mean we'll see how they approach it, uh, but. I think we can all agree that the Bucks definitely have the advantage from a personnel standpoint. Now it's just going to be about can they execute, uh, especially on the road. It's a tough environment, you know. Obviously, Sunday night football. So really, it just comes down to can they execute that plan, and and hopefully they can. I think the matchups definitely uh, favor them on both sides of the ball. Offensive line for the Cowboys is definitely an area where. We're going to try to attack. Cowboys are going to try to do the same thing against our offensive line. But I, I we both feel the personnel just, it favors us. Now can they go out there and, and have a good game plan and execute? Yeah, and we're going to be talking all week on this. It's going to be fun. Guys, mm -hmm. in the chat, it's getting heated in there, talking records and the Saints. And yeah, this is football, guys. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's officially here. Again, this is week one. Uh, it was a crazy college football weekend, and now we get to really get into the full NFL season, and it starts Thursday night. Very excited. If you're in here, please hit that like button. Uh, help support the channel, and we appreciate every single one of you because all of you guys are subscribed to the channel. That means so much to us. We're trying to get to 5,000 this year. We're hoping we can do that uh, you know, before the end of the season. And it's just a lot of fun. We really like the content that we're putting out there. I hope you guys enjoy it too. And yeah, I can't wait to give you more uh, great, you know, information and really just have fun with all of you guys. It's, it's a great time to talk football. All right. So let me run this before we go on the, the schedule rant. Mm -hmm. Give me again, you guys in the, in the chat too. mention your guys that you think are going to be I guess standouts on offense and defense, like 
game changers where they're going to make a difference in a win or loss for the Bucks. Like it's put it, Bucks on offense, Bucks on defense. I don't want to look at the Cowboys. Who's going to make the biggest influence besides Tom Brady <laughs> on, on offense and defense to win this this football game? Oh, and, and this game, uh, man, that's a great question. I think Leonard Fournette, since we've been talking about the running game, Leonard Fournette, I think, is going to have uh, a huge impact in, in this one. Defensively, I, I think it's going to be the new guy, Akeem Hicks. I think he's going to be able to impact it in such a big way, uh, really help the outside rushers get those one-on-one matchups, and he's going to take advantage of it. I hope that those both answers are guys I was going to say. I mean, <laughs> Tree over here saying Julio and Hicks, that'd be insane too. I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping Julio does have like a, a monster game. Yeah. Like, almost like a Randy Moss coming out like how he was with the Patriots. Like I'm right. hoping he does have that kind of effect. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just going to choose two different guys since you choose <laughs> Leonard Fournette. And I mean, I, ideally it, we're hoping it's Luke Gedeke and Robert Hainsey on yes. offense yeah. and they just shut everyone up and you know, the rest of the season's golden, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll probably go defensively Devin white. I just think because of Hicks addition, he's going to lose his mind and just, do some things that are insane and offensively i'm gonna go hell let's go russell gage i think whoever they're gonna be so concerned of julio and mike evans on the outside gage is gonna eat up chunk after chunk move the chains move the chains and i think that's gonna be telling since you chose Fournette, i probably was chose would have chosen him but mm. I think gage is gonna win and really understand why tom brady wanted to bring him to this fucking your offense yeah, uh, no. great choices all right I hope yeah. they are. Yep. I hope they're winners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in the chat, you know, talking about it. Uh Ken Smith took uh Devin White, um ETB, offense, Julio. You already mentioned Julio and Hicks, uh Rashad White from Andrew. That's that's or maybe he's meaning Devin White. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, to clarify on that. Uh yeah, T B twelve Goatman, he agreed with you. So yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, he did clarify Rashad. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. Vita Vea gets a vote. Look so at this cool. one. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Okay. I, I I hope he does. Just you know what? I, I should have changed it to him, but he he should make a massive splash. I mean, right. last time we saw him in national TV, first time out was against Patriots. He gets two sacks. Let's yeah. see. I mean, hopefully he has a thing for big games we'll see yeah, more yeah. Time, more reps yeah he's got the matchup um yeah it should be a lot of fun so yeah let's uh you know further ado let's get into the schedule and uh how do you want to do this you want to just uh go game by game we'll alternate or I, yeah sure okay you know what All take right. it away you wanted to jump on the schedule Dallas Cowboys <laughs> plus what are we going to do well i think we everyone has kind of they would think we're going to pick the bucks to win this and you are right so i would say the bucks win week one against the cowboys so we'll have it at one and oh so far uh heading into week two against the new orleans saints okay so chalk that up yep i know this is a game that everyone wants to talk about oh we suck against them blah 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 it's, it's in new orleans Jameis is back angry I, I honestly think we win it i think i know this first four games is going to be tough I think that game, the unfinished business, the the fact that everyone has the same common goal, they know what the hell they need to do. Defense is that much more improved. Jameis ain't going to know he's going to hit them. I yeah. just honestly think that. And it's just the communication on the defense. I'm not even talking about the offense because I know New Orleans has a great defense, but I'm just saying our defense is going to early on win games. I think that's what wins us this game because hmm. Jameis turnover machine – Help us win the game. Thank you. I'm yeah. two wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. So look at that. The Buccaneers start off hot, two and zero. Should I make this three and zero? Will I do it? I'm going to say yes because the Buccaneers <laughs> match up very well against the Green Bay Packers. You know, the Packers' offense is just completely different without Devontae Adams. They're going to go more to a running game, and they won't be able to run the football against us because that's what we do. We stop the run. Defensively, I think they are better, but again, there's still some question marks there. 
And I feel the Bucks' offense by that time should be ready, full steam ahead with Chris Godwin back. I, I like the Bucks to go 3-0. and Yeah, and that is a extremely tough running. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Playoff team, playoff team. Or not last year, but playoff team, playoff team. I mean, if they can go 3-0 and in those games, look the hell out. And I know a lot of people would say this is going to be a loss. I just don't see it this year. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm going to have to chalk it up as a first loss. I know it's at home. Yeah, you still have Pat Mahomes. I don't care if the cheetah's gone. Patrick Mahomes is insane, and if they let up for any second, I know it's at home again, guys. But I'm just—it's kind of hard road for your first four games to go undefeated like that. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs' defense is not trash. The Chiefs' defense is actually pretty good. They get after the quarterback. They have very diverse packages to send blitz packages at Tom Brady. We've seen his. I guess times where he just gets the ball out too fast and the ball's not accurately there. I mean, I just think it's going to be tough. And to win four in a row like that, I'm not going to put it on them. So I'm going to stop and say that's a loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that as well. Again, that's another tough matchup. Now we get into week five, Atlanta Falcons. Don't have to talk about much <laughs> this one. I'm going to say W uh, against the Falcons. So that will put us at, what, four and one? So now we're 4-1 going into week six, Pittsburgh. This is an insane game. Great, great defense. But again, their offense, you're looking at Mitchell Trubisky as your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. But it's in Pittsburgh. I can, again, see it's scary. Yeah. With what we can bring to stopping Mitchell Trubisky. I know Najee Harris is a great running back. He's dealing with an injury himself that's probably going to linger all season. Yeah. If we shut down the running game, put it on Mitch's hands. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. And it's not Nick Foles over there. It's Mitchell Trubisky. So, yeah. yeah, I think we should win that game. All right. So that puts us at five and one going into week seven. Things are looking really damn good right now. Uh, Carolina Panthers, again, this is a road game. They got Baker Mayfield. Is it going to make a huge difference? You got Christian McCaffrey. Offensive line is still kind of suspect. Defense should be better with J.C. Horn back. I think that will help them out in their secondary. This could be a close game. I'm going to say the Buccaneers win, though, and to go to, what is that, 6-1? and one? Oh, yeah. 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 Three, four, five, six and one. Jesus. Yep, <laughs> yep that is it. <laughs> now we get into a tougher part of the schedule, though. Baltimore Ravens and Los Angeles Rams. This is a tougher one. Yeah. Um, Short week as well. Yeah. I I guarantee you we lose one of these games. Mm. Which one is it going to be? I don't want it to be the Rams game. I just don't. It's the fan of me. Uh, but the Ravens, and it's at home too again, which sucks, but they're a great team, great defense, a lot of young pieces, a lot of pieces coming back. Mm. You got a hell of a quarterback that's looking for a contract year. Mobile, yep. Very mobile. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a mean guy and gonna give us a second loss right there. No, I think that that makes sense. Again, it's a tough matchup, um, you know. But again, it, it, they kind of play to our strengths and stop in the run. So it'll be interesting to see can Lamar beat us with his arm and and their playmakers. I'll be the the thing to look out for. That's um, that's the contain of Lamar, I mean, right? Yeah, that too. So it makes it tougher. Um, so yeah, that puts us at six and two uh, going into the Rams game. Oh man, I have this game marked down on my schedule for sure. This is the revenge game. God, they match up so well against us too. They just they know how to beat our defense in so many different ways. Um, it's mainly Cooper Cup. That's all it is. It's Cooper yeah. Cup just <laughs> getting open, Stafford hitting them. That's pretty much what they do. And then our offense making mistakes at the wrong time uh you know so uh i'm gonna give us the win though i'm gonna say we beat them this time because everyone's gonna be pissed so puts us at seven and two to be pissed <laughs> yeah seven and two i'm not even gonna mention this we go to germany we get a win uh, <laughs> all right uh, i think everyone knows why russell wilson left uh the team's kind of going i'm not gonna say going in shambles but they're they're just not same team without a quarterback like that. So that should be a victory. Week All 10, right. we go into the bye with another victory. Eight and two into the bye. We'll That's definitely it. take that. 
Oh, but we're going to go 10 and 7. <laughs> All right. Cleveland Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's see. No Deshaun Watson, I don't think. So because of the suspension. They got a defense that, you know, obviously Miles Garrett, tough, tough physical group, good offensive line, good running back. But again, it kind of plays to our strengths. So I'm going to say we win this one, put us at nine and two. Nine and two. Jeez. Yeah. With that defense? We're rolling. All right. Well, I'm going to be another asshole. I'm giving us another. I think I gave us all the losses, Plus. I know. I know. So this is a very, very tough part of the schedule for me. Yeah. I'm going to say this is a Monday night loss at home, which sucks. It's the Saints. It's not going to be like the the game last year. I I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> but I just think that we're going to split it. I think we're going to come out immediately and win the first one. The second mm-hmm. one's going to be a lot closer. And I just think for some reason, when we play Monday night or during the season or any big games during the season, it's always really damn close. Yeah. And something happens. And I think they're just going to go all out. Jamie's going to do some eating W's and they're going to win, <laughs> sadly. But okay. we got to give us our third loss. So that puts us at nine and three. All right, I'm going to give us a back-to-back. This is going to be our first back-to-back losses of the year. I'm going to have us losing against San Francisco. Again, this is tough because you're coming off a a short week. You have to go all the way to the West Coast in their stadium. San Francisco has a really good offensive line, a defensive line where they can get after the quarterback, and they just know how to to win that offensive – Kyle Shanahan is it's tough. It's tough to defend. They know how to they can get yards manufactured. So I feel plus Trey Lance, I, I think will be really good at this time. So putting the Bucks at a loss for this one, that puts us to nine and four mm-hmm. going into week fifteen against Cincinnati, which is another great matchup. I'm honestly I think it's gonna be an amazing game. Especially their damn offense is gonna be nuts. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna put Kappa to the test. Yeah. And we're we're gonna get after Jugular Joe Burrow, who is literally the most exciting quarterback to me to watch right now. It's gonna be a tough game, gritty game. They're gonna play off contender. We are, but I think we're gonna win that one. I think we torched Bengals. Bengals defense is good, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it's gonna be a really good game. Yeah. I still think we win that game. Okay. There's no way Tom Brady loses three in a row. Right, right. Agreed. So that puts us at 10 and four. So there's the 10 wins. Is this going to be the downfall of three straight losses? Um, No, I'm going to say we beat Arizona. I think Arizona offensive line is going to be a, a problem, even though they do have Kyler Murray who can run around. They'll have DeAndre Hopkins back at, at this point. Um, so they could be tough as far as the offense goes. Again, this is on Christmas Day in their house, Sunday night football yet again. I, I feel just offensively, the Bucks will be able to do enough uh, to win this game against their defense. Yeah, I, the, the setup, too. I mean, mm. B.A., Leftwich going back, Tom Bowles going back, all these guys going back to Arizona, the storylines. It'll be a tough game. Yeah, I agree with you on that win, though. Mm. And do you even want to talk these last two? Is it going to be questionable <laughs> games, or do you want to just talk chalk them up as Ws? I know at the uh, end of the year it's close. I think yeah. the only questionable one could be that last one at Atlanta, um, just because uh, Atlanta plays a little bit better at home. But no, I think those are wins. And have the Bucks tying last year's record of thirteen and four yeah. again? I can kind of see it where. It can go either way. I, I I really see twelve wins as a as a minimum. So yeah. twelve and five to thirteen and four, that's where that's where um you know we think it, it could play out. So there you guys have it. There's our predictions. Hopefully they all come true. Yep. Uh and, and play right and we get a, a very good seed in the NFC and have home field advantage uh throughout the playoffs. And if I were to say there's any game I would totally change. It'd honestly be the Pittsburgh game just based off that nasty-ass defense. Yeah, that one could be a, definitely a, a trap game. It, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's coming off a game against Atlanta, and then you have to go to Pittsburgh. That's a tough place to play. Very, very uh, yeah. 
the one where I gave a win where I was debating it. Sit, mm-hmm. I know Mitchell Trubisky, but still, like, yeah, that defense is stout in Pittsburgh. That's yeah. only one. Where and I, I was gonna give, I was gonna put the the Saints game as the first loss in week two. I was gonna say that was a, a loss, but I had us beating the Kansas City Chiefs, so back to back wins at home there. I, I want to do that too because I, mean, mm-hmm. I have us losing home games. I don't want to lose home games. We're going to all these same games. I don't want to see this. I mean, I'm doing this based off of yeah, what I think is going to happen. But still, we're at the right. end of the day, 13-4, 12-5. Mm-hmm. I'll take that record going into the playoffs. Hopefully it's, if not first seed, close to it. Right. We'll yeah, see. absolutely. But guys, I think that's going to do it. Uh, everyone in here, we appreciate every single one of you. A lot of you guys have, yeah, stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Um, I saw a lot of, you know, 12, 12 and fives, 13 and fours, 14 and threes, even uh, here by uh, Jacko, 14 and three, Andrew. Uh, we saw um, even 10 and seven. I think it was tall Florida guy had 10 and seven. Uh, he yep. says the schedule is very tough. And yeah, it is. It's going to be. A battle is going to be very week to week. That's what this league is. But I think what you can say is we talked about this week coming up, and that's the only week that matters against the Dallas Cowboys. We feel that one's going to be a win. Bucks have the edge in personnel. Now it's just about going out there and executing. So any last words, Mark, before <gasps> that's my last word right all right there we go yes thank you ken smith thank you everybody here in the chat thank you for subscribing if you're new we appreciate every single one of you be sure to hit that like button help support the channel we got a bunch of content coming out against uh talking more cowboys matchup and gonna hopefully bring some film study as well along with it so we're looking forward to that and with that said everyone have a great week and we'll see you on the next one Watch Cobra Kai. Watch Cobra Kai, baby.